0: All right, thank you for tuning in to News Underground. Today we are here with uh, Jonathan Ladd, the drummer for Crumb. Uh, And we're gonna see Jonathan later this month in Boulder for the Radio 1190 sponsored New Year's Eve show that they're putting on. So, hey, Jonathan, thank you for coming today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. So uh, Jonathan, uh, first question really is, uh, how did you all meet uh, Scrum? I understand that you all met through Tufts University in Boston.
1: Yeah, I mean, we all went to school there. um, And we were all pretty serious about music, kind of irrespective of what we were studying. And uh, yeah, after, yeah, we formed after me and uh, Jesse graduated, so. Uh, yeah, you know, we just got together, worked on some songs that Leela had written and recorded the first EP, and it took off from there.
2: Um, and when did you decide to get started as a band?
1: Um, I mean, I think it just kind of happened naturally. Basically, Leela and Bree started coming over to our place, and we'd practice in my bedroom. And then, once we had, I think it was like three songs ready, we booked some time at the studio that we uh, always recorded at Phoenix Down Studios in uh, Boston. And we just, you know, recorded an EP, put some effort into the art, and then put it out. And then, after that, uh, you know, we gained some interest and some following, and people asked us to play shows. So that's kind of how it catapulted from there.
0: And, uh, out of curiosity, where did the name crumb come from?
1: Um, just purely the sound of the word. Um, also, we were in like a one syllable band name phase. So yeah.
0: You know, um, what, did you ever have any other band, other band names that you would come up with at any point that you're kind of curious to use or.
1: For crumb? There There were other uh, contenders, but you know, I think we made the right choice.
2: what was, what was like one that was up for grabs, but you were kind of like, "Ah, I don't know
1: um I'm not even gonna <laughs> crumb you know, I don't want any other name associated with it.
2: Fair Fair. um, and what has your biggest challenge been when it comes to songwriting and being in this band?
1: Um, I mean, as a drummer, I feel like I'm always trying to support the song, which is what the drums should do, but also just uh, finding a way of making it like authentic to, to me. Um, and I think that's, I think that's true for like all of us um and that's why it ends up sounding like a little bit different or a little bit more interesting um because we're all coming at it from different angles trying to serve the song but also trying to make ourselves feel like uh good within it so i think that's just like the consistent challenge um And yeah, I think like as the songwriting evolves and as we evolve, it's like it's always just something to like reassess. I don't feel like we're a band that just like hits the same groove or the same like style, quote unquote, on like every song and every album. And that it's, you know, for better and for worse, it just makes it like more interesting, but also a little bit more difficult to like find the the thing that makes a song work.
0: In your music, you mentioned that kind of authenticity uh, that you want to bring mm-hmm. to it. What does that authenticity mean to you?
1: Um, I think, yeah, just from the drums perspective, just like something that feels good to play, but also something that I would listen to. Um, yeah, I think a lot of the music that I listen to is like on the more like sort of like aggressive side so i feel like because our music is way it's like pretty music i try to give it a little bit of bite um to like give it that foundation so i'd say that's like an element of what it means to me but yeah it's really yeah it's like a combination of like what feels good to play and what i'd want to listen to if i wasn't playing it yeah
0: and Oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no, that was it.
0: Um, and speaking of that, uh, and the music you listen to, you say it's a little more aggressive. What bands and musicians have inspired your sound? Uh, what's kind of inspired the sound of crumb as a whole and then uh the sound of your uh your drumming on these songs?
1: I mean, I think like as a band, it's like we have we have a lot of overlap in our tastes, but also just I think like it's like pretty eclectic. And it spans like truly all genres, so um, I don't know. It's like really everything, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's a, yeah. It's that's a tough one to answer because it's like it's truly everything, and then yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: what did you explore in your most recent album? in terms of like sound and ideas?
1: Um I feel like, I mean, yeah, it's like so much, I feel like uh, a lot of the sonic exploration was like, mostly outside of the drums, like a lot of the synth tones, a lot of the layers there. Um, and like the vocal tones and all of that were like heavy studio, like you know, going through a bunch of microphones or a bunch of outboard gear and doing what sounds right. Um so I just got to watch that. But I feel like as far as the drums go, like the tones are different from song to song, but it's mostly just trying to get them to hit in the right way. Um one song that was like the exception to that was bnr where I was like uh I feel like the farther I go in my career like the more electronic use i'm trying to incorporate in a way that like kind of feels live or just feels completely electronic but that one was like a hybrid um and it was cool because we then like half the half the beat is like electronic in the verse and then the other half is like the kick and snare you know acoustic drums but we ran those through a moog synthesizer to give it like a low endy like filtered sound. And that that felt like really cool experimentation, because it doesn't sound like super experimental. It sounds like uh, kind of like a drum machine. So I like
0: that. Um, you mentioned that, you know, it kind of had a drum machine sound. Uh, where did you get the idea? And kind of like, when did you start kind of working with this Moog synthesizer? Uh, when it came to your drums?
1: I mean, it was just something that Jonathan Rado, uh, like he just had, uh, you know, he has like a studio and he has like gear everywhere. So he suggested it. Um, and I think be- it worked particularly well because the drums were super sharp. Like even with the Moog, like they cut. Um, so yeah, he just threw that on, you know, and then we just messed with this and that to get it sounding cool in the mix.
0: Right, nice. Very nice to hear about. Um, and then what do you kind of, with, uh, going into that sound? So, uh, we know you just released, uh, I smelt, uh, earlier this year in April. Uh, do you have any plans for what you want to explore in your next album?
1: I mean, I think like, as a drummer, I feel like there's like a bunch of different plans, like, oh, this would be cool. This would be cool. And like, could think about them endlessly. I feel like you kind of don't know. What it's gonna be until you get in the room and work on the songs with everybody. Um, But yeah, it's, I don't know. I feel like um, the one thing I wanna do is like make it sound really cohesive. Not that it hasn't before, but I feel like the last album to me sounded like 10 really sonically different, uh, like songs that fit well together as an album but i i don't know one of the things i want to explore is like just consistent like drum sounds uh this sounds so stupid but just like consistent drum sounds that uh just like appear in different moments in the album but again it's like all these like all these hopes and stuff is like so so easy to think about and then way harder to like you know it's it's also a little bit limiting sometimes to like go into a thing and be like this is the sound i'm going for like regardless of what we do so we'll find out is the the short answer
2: well so then maybe leading into that like how did the pandemic affect your band in terms of like was it harder to create music did you find like it helped you grow or
1: i mean it was you know it was like an intense moment in time uh but we were already like well within the recording process. So everything was written. Um, And then once the pandemic hit, we had like, you know, a week and a half left of recording. So we had to take a break um, for like a couple of months and then regroup. But I don't think, uh, you know, like anybody who records will tell you that you're just like in there from like whenever you get in until like late at night. So you don't really have interaction with the outside world and you want to maximize your studio time. So in that sense, it wasn't that much different than normal recording. Um, But yeah, at least for me, but I I also think for most of the band, it was like everything was like written and we just were like waiting to get back into the studio.
0: So this will be your last show in the US uh for a while. Uh mm-hmm. I understand uh Max and I talked earlier that you're going abroad uh and by the time it a little bit in Europe. Uh what are, are you looking forward to that? Have you toured internationally before?
1: We did, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think all of us are. Um we did Europe like really early on. Wow, it's like probably fall of 2018. Um and it was fun it was i mean it was also like a crazy the routing was like a lot of flying so like really like a lot of lack of sleep but it was a great experience um and i think this time around i'm i'm especially excited because we're just so much more confident that we like like this past us tour was like easily i think the best we've ever sounded like the best playing the most fun we've had on stage um And because our market in Europe is like a little bit smaller than what it is in the US, I think it's gonna feel extra good to just like hit super hard for like two to 400 people in like these random towns. And I think, yeah, certain European, like, it's just like, yeah, it's different crowd energy. And we're gonna go to so many different countries and cities that it's just like a different experience than playing the US
2: uh with that like would you say that like are there any like kind of cultural things that are weird in terms of like going to concerts and playing there like are there things you have to get used to with like the setup maybe
1: in in different countries Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yeah i mean i think uh yeah different crowds like react differently uh to different songs and that seems obvious but like i feel like a funny anecdote of that is we have a song fall down that has a techno beat and I feel like, you know, we'll play it live. And like a lot of the time, it's just like, you know, pretty normal reaction, but we played it live in Berlin and like instantly because the song starts with a techno beat, like everyone started moving. And I was like, okay, this is like the right crowd for, you know, for this, uh, this song in particular. So that's that's always fun to see, like, who reacts to what in what way.
0: All right. Um, so we've been talking a little bit about, you know, your playing style, um, about some of the techniques you, you've used with the Moog synthesizer um, when it comes to playing live. Do you have any uh, tracks that are your favorite to drum on?
1: <sighs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I feel like it like really varies Night tonight. Um, there are two I feel like the two tracks like that are the most like drum in well, yeah, it, I feel like, okay, a big part of it is like when it feels really locked, it's like, oh, it could be any track. And that's like always a combination of like how you're feeling that day, how the sound is, you know, feeling on the stage all that stuff but the two moments in the set that like are the most uh exciting and nerve-wracking or like trophy um which ends with like a wild uh sax solo and for that it's like improvisational really fast kind of thrashy and then retreat is like kind of that psych jazz uh feeling which is also improv So both of those are like, when they're on, it's like really fun because it's like the most like drumistic, I feel.
0: Anything you're looking forward to playing on New Year's Eve?
1: (sighs) Yeah, I think um, Balloon is gonna be super lit, Um, Trophy, I don't know, we'll see. Like, I think the whole set, um, because it's gonna be like, yeah, a while since we played last. And it's also going to be, I'm still associating like this show with our most recent U.S. tour, um, even though it's pretty removed, but it's going to be like the same set. So I'm excited to like do it and like kind of put a stamp on it. Like this was this was this moment in time. Um, So that that's like.
0: Could you repeat just that one last little bit for us? You just uh, cut off for a second.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to, you know, play the show, but also to end the chapter of like this live version of Chrome.
0: And what do you think is going to come with the next live version of Chrome?
1: We'll see. I mean, that's going to be like the European, yeah, that's going to be the European tour. So I think it's going to be like, it's going to be cool because it'll feel more manageable, just like smaller crowds and, you know, we're, yeah, we've just grown so much since the last time um and I have things that I, you know, there are things that I want to try and uh we'll just see how much time we have to like prepare for those things so keep it a secret.
0: All right, and then since we'll be uh, you'll be at our New Year's Eve show uh this uh New Year's Eve do you have any New Year's resolutions? <laughs>
1: i was thinking about this yesterday i i think i mean i i do i think i have to like define them and i'm definitely not going to share them
0: <laughs> totally understandable totally understandable
1: but i usually uh, i usually don't do them you know because i'm like usually trying to take it day by day work on whatever life goals come up but here, you know, i'm like maybe there is some some things that i need to just like cut or like really Change drastically.
0: No worries. Uh, and then that comes to the end of our questions. So, is there anything else you'd like to say to our audience uh, in Boulder? Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say to our 1190 listeners?
1: Um, no, I mean I'm really excited to be there and to play the New Year's show. I'm really excited to see. I hope I'm saying their name right, Ramakadra, um, the opening band. They seem like. Their music just is so cool, um, and yeah, I'm I'm super stoked to just play a New Year's show in Boulder.
0: Hey, well, we can't wait to see you uh, on the thirty-first. So, hey, Jonathan, thank you for coming by. Thanks yes, for having thank you, me and letting
2: having, having us interview you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah,
1: this was fun.
2: Uh, yeah, and come say hi during the show. Hey, thank you.